Thank you for joining us once again. It's been on the back end of our hiatus. And while for the rest of you all listeners, it's been quite a while since we've been off hiatus because I'm going to post all these sessions in quick succession and you'll have felt the hiatus not at all. But for everyone else, it's been about three weeks since we played. So, again, thank you for staying with us. We're back. We're ready to go. I have my degree. Don't worry about it. Hashtag humble Brad. Let's move on. Humble brag, not Brad. I don't know who Brad is. Anyway, so <clears throat> we have our entire party sans our warlock, starting with, but not limited to, our druid. Hey, this is Clay playing Karak, the Erico okay. druid. Our rogue. Hello, this is Elise playing Leonara, the Furbolg rogue. Our barbarian. Hey guys, this is Koo playing Pahokui, the Akful uh, barbarian. Yeah, that's the class. Nailed it. And our bard. Hey, this is Lauren. I'm playing Vala, the Asamar bard. And last but not least, our fighter. Hey everyone, this is Nick Asnalos, the Triton fighter. So when we last left off, the party had just uh, awoken the walker a gigantic stone-thinking effigy of dwarven creation by its seam. And were rising out of the dungeon that they were in on a stone elevator of sorts, a rising platform, surrounded by the walker and its small army of, a, like, I don't want to say it was like a hundred or so uh, d dwarven stone warriors. Sounds right. So is there anything you all want to do while you're still riding the elevator back up? Uh, I forget. It's How long do we have? Right? I guess. What was your question? It was nighttime when we went down there, right? Yes, it is dawn, though. All right. I want my cloak to glow, and I'm going to strike a heroic pose. Okay. I too strike a heroic pose. Alright. Yes, yeah. try again. Everyone that's striking a heroic pose, make a performance check. Yes. I want it to I want it to look like the cover of like the Avengers or something. Okay. Like full superhero mode. Okay. Nineteen. Okay, I got a thirteen, but Oh, sweet. Nat 20, and I'm going more for, like, a Charlie's Angels pose, because there's three of us. <laughs> I'm just going to try and flip through, uh, uh, what's his name? Shoot. I wrote it down. Now I've lost it. Anyway, long story short, <clears throat> you guys, uh, are not cohesive in your in your stance so while individually you probably have pretty good poses going it doesn't really sell the image because there's no cohesion but when the elevator makes level ground again there are still the entire denizens of the town awaiting you all and they're serving breakfast to one another and eating and the moment they see the walker peek up. You can hear the roars of cheers and laughter and tears of joy echo across you as you all begin to see how Marvis proper uh, a few seconds later. 
Um, they're eating. I want to eat too. Um, oh, I forget his name. The guy who sent us down here. I want to look for him. Do I see him? The the old half elf. Yeah. I don't know that he ever gave us his name. Okay, that's probably why I don't remember it, not because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, you find him easily enough. He's actually approaching you all. And he says, you've all done it. You've risen the walker. He will guide our town into an era of prosperity and justice. All in a day's work. I flex. Um, the uh, the half elf sort of like look, like sort of postures to the group and say, "What what can we give you for this task you've done for us?" Um. Uh, got any dope magic shit? <laughs> What a strange dialect you speak. <laughs> the that half elf sort of looks upon his person and looks down at his cane and says, uh, <clears throat> "I have my walking cane. It is quite magical." Uh, well, I I don't I don't want to deprive someone of their cane. You can you can keep that. Thank you, young man. But I will find something suiting to the task you've all done for us. It must be rewarded. Well, spreading word of the heroics that occurred here is enough for me, but whatever you see... Of course, our, our local bards will sing of this tale for generations, most likely. Yes. We we still need somebody to sign the contract, though. I mean, you said nobody's really in charge of this town. Well, but... the walker is now. We would easily swear fealty to his judgment. Guys, are we allowed to have a statue sign a contract? Uh, is there any fine print? He can speak and hold a pen and is in charge here. I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, fair, we almost had an Aboleth sign. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, who has the contract? Probably me. That's always you. So what do you do with this contract? Uh, I guess we guys we gotta go find the the walker to give it to. He's like right next to you. Okay, well then I just like give it to him and hand him a pen. He looks at you with like the awareness of an adult gives an like fly in a room. What? What is this? 
no, I must build this town. And so he begins to bark orders in Dwarven, and the terracotta army he has sets off and spreads in a perfect fan in all directions towards the edge of town. The state of this township is in utter ruin. There must be walls immediately for the people to be safe. But, sir, this is the best first step that you could possibly take towards uh, making the town everything that it can and should be. There is a simple order to things for which I was programmed to do for this location. Security, economics, foodstuffs, and then expansion. Would you not gain great security through the arms of the capital? Were you to align yourself with it through this con? Arms? Is that a threat? Are we being invaded? No, no, no. (laughs) Only support for you. Hmm. You will give me a day to establish a perimeter for this location. After the walls are built, I will consider anything else. Until then, the security of this location is of the utmost importance. Well, guys... We we understand your concern with the safety of uh, the village. Um, both we and Chet also want the village to be safe. Um, perhaps we can aid you in the construction of the walls, and once they are done, you can sign the contract. He looks at every member of the party very intently. His piercing gemstone eyes... You can almost feel them look into you. That will be inefficient. Not a single one of you has the talents for fine dwarven craft. Any wall portion that you make will be a weak point within the perimeter of this location. Is there anything that we can assist your uh, those who are able to build it better? You know, perhaps we ourselves cannot lay every stone, but we can, you know, be at the beck and call of those who are still making the process go faster. My warriors do not know the meaning of the word tire. They do not have a need for tools. Their hands are their own. They have the ability to produce stone at the merest whim. They will make these walls within a day without the errant hmm, imperfections of those who would seek to help. Your desire is appreciated, but not required or wanted. Okay, so if we come back in a day when the walls are done, you'll sign it? It will be reviewed. I'll take that. Protection. Food stuff. He said other things, but I I wasn't. Economics and food stuff. Oh. Crack, you can like, I don't know, talk to the ground and stuff. Can you tell it to grow better food? Something? Um, uh, yes. Yes, that, that is that is the thing I can do. I, I, I think. Well, see, we can at least help with that. I mean, I don't know how a statue is going to grow food. He doesn't need to eat. And I will liven the town spirits with tales of our adventures. Yes. I will feed their minds and hearts, and you feed their bellies. <laughs> Within a few minutes of you guys sort of talking this over, you can hear 
the sound of dry stone clacking to dry stone all around you. That's that's a lot of walls just being built. You guys think they'll add doors? We should probably like move so we're not run over. I feel like they don't care what's in their way. I mean, I feel like they went to the edge of town and we're in like the center of I was going to say we're like in the middle of town, right? Yeah. Okay. If they're building a wall in the middle of town, these aren't very good doors. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, let me let me look through my, my scrolls here. Uh, 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 oh, here, here it is. <laughs> uh, I need I need eight hours <laughs> to cast this spell to to yeah. enrich the land. So, <laughs> while Kurak does that, who wants to go to the bar? I must go to the people. The people at the bar. I will join you. I would like to to... Martin Cortell's diary thing some more. Okay. I would like to go to the bar that tried to take my arm from me. (laughs) When you attacked it. I want that to be clear. Details. (laughs) No, de-arm. Okay, that's fair. That was a bad joke. So, uh, Karak, you go to perform this eight-hour ritual. No one apparently wants to help. Nope. Leonara and Vala, you two are going off to the bar. Pahokwi is joining you, right? Yes. And Nalos, where are you going to be while you read this diary? I figure I'll hang out near Karak, so that way if he needs anything, I'll be around to lend a hand. Okay. I don't know anything about, you know, talking to plants or gardening or anything like that, but, you know, I'll try to be helpful. So the spell is uh, verbal and somatic, so I need to chant and wave my arms around for eight hours. <laughs> That's intense, man. Wait, That's like... Things around. Yeah. Uh, just... just... Just drinking from my alchemy jug interrupt spell. No. <laughs> okay. I think I think any ritual spell that requires like an extensive amount of time has definitely like written into it. Like, and now was a good time to take a water break. Like <laughs> or something like that, you know? I imagine. It's like high intensity interval training. Like Right. You do like, you know, thirty seconds of rapid arm motions and you take like 10 seconds to catch your breath. And you get like a whole minute of just yelling incantations. So high intensity <laughs> interval casting? Right. Probably. <laughs> high intensity invocations. Perfect. Slap it on a t-shirt. Let's make some money. Yeah. No, not really. Um... Okay, so the the so, <clears throat> so the so the ritual goes on. Uh, Nalus, I need a a intelligence check. Okay. 
Uh, 17. Okay. What languages do you know? I know Common, Aquan, Oren, Oren. Yeah, Oren's the, the air one, right? Yeah, the wind language. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Draconic. Okay. And the other party members at the bar, what do you guys do there? Uh, mostly just drink and brag and sing. Mm-hmm. I want to try to listen in on conversations and see what people think about the walker and all this shit going down, because I think it's weird. Uh, I join the crowd that will probably get be around uh, Vala while she sings and cheer with them and flex to all the parts that men. Alright. Um, so give me a performance check and uh, Fahokwi, you may assist with an intimidation and Leonora, okay. give me a charisma check to gather information. I can't just make a gather information check? Oh, yeah. Durr. Sorry, I forgot that that was still a thing. Uh, wait, no, it's not. I lied. I can make an insight check. Sure. I think you might have been looking for investigation, but okay. Investigation? Oh. Is, I'm not sure that that's for gathering information, is it? I mean, maybe? I'm not in charge right now, so... I'd still rather do a, I'd rather do a charisma than an int, so I'll just do well, what you were... that's not the answer. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is just, I'll just use the, the stat I like more. Can I use strength for uh, acrobatics? <laughs> Can I make a dexterity roll to see what people are talking about? Um, uh, what, what would you like me to roll? Investigation's fine. I just checked it. Okay. I got a 19. Okay. I got a 20. Okay. Oh, I got a 6. So, Leonor, as far as you can tell, everyone is enthralled that this the walker is here. You know, even the older people in town are like, we only heard it in tales and thought it was something to be, you know, revered as sort of a god. But to, to know it's more than just a local spirit, but in fact, something real is... is I'm happy to be alive when it's when it's come to us. Um, your performance goes well, uh, the two of you, and the old half elf comes up to you all during your over the course of the day and your performance. Early on in the day, he produces something for you. He says, "I found this amongst the magical items that the township has." I mentioned that you all were looking for compensation for your great deed towards us, and I was able to find a couple of things. Uh, Here's the first of which. I'm still waiting to hear back on the other object. And he hands you all (coughs) what what best could be described as a rather well-made set of eyeglasses, except that one of the lenses is gone, and the remaining left lens is sapphire, almost completely pure sapphire. And he tells you that the local uh, inventor used to use this to great detail and was able to see 
even the most minor of imperfections or if something was indeed perfect while wearing them and had a little bit of time to analyze an object. But he was the keenest eye this town has known in generations. And he claimed much of his talent to this object. Interesting. Uh, thank you, that's very kind. I'll take it from him. And turn to Vala. You know, Kurak's got a really good eye on him already. I wonder what this would do for him. Oh, for sure. Hmm. That could be fun. And then I turn back to him. Sometime later in the day, the ritual is still going on at this time. It's been a few hours. The uh, the the elf comes back. The half elf comes back, and he tells you that there once was a, a, a soldier, a, a, a family moved into Halmarvis many years ago. And uh, it was a secret of theirs that the father of the family used to be one of the horseback generals for the capital. And while his horse passed in a great conflict, he was able to save the magical horseshoes that he used. And as well as the set used by his main companion who fell in the battle. So he produces for you eight horseshoes and he tells you that should these horseshoes be affixed to a steed, they will know quickness equal to the wind itself. Do they have any crab shoes? You mean horseshoe crabs? No, I mean... Fast shoes for for crabs. I don't know what that would even begin to be. <laughs> well, not to sidebar it, but I imagine that they would be like, if we were going to do something like that, we would get somebody to reforge them into like little tip booties for uh, her legs. Man, if only you guys knew like a talented smith. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And you guys are also paid 55 gold for your performance. Uh, each? In total. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why do you post weird memes in this chat? I love it. Please keep doing it. How is that a thing that already existed on the internet? It, I'm not surprised. Oh, anyway, oh wow, I didn't even realize there's horses. Okay. Let's let's not even tell the listeners because it keeps it ambiguous. Don't <laughs> don't look it up. Anyway, so now we go back to Nalos. Mm-hmm. Nalos, the entire day passes by with a snap, but during that slow eight-hour snap, twenty pages of reading in this begins to stop being a story about a man going crazy slowly 
rotting away and dying of thirst and hunger. And you realize that there is subtext to these pages. There is a story that this person has written behind his words of creeping madness. And you can understand it. At first, you sort of just ignored the doodles along the side of the page. And then you realized that he was speaking in the primordial language. But every letter, he would shift to one of the different four languages of the primordials. So you can understand about half of it. But you're able to parse that the man who wrote this, he could create food and water for himself. He chose to starve. Hmm. Hmm. That's... Do you read more? Way to let yourself go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I gotta know what happened. Why would he choose to let himself starve? Make an intellect saving throw. Oh shit. Natural twenty, so twenty-two. Okay. You realize that there's a magic to these words, and that there's a you can find scribbled underneath some of the words of importance on each page, there's a cipher within this tome. And that by the end of it, you find the message in total reading out to read this upside down. So you do. And as you reread the entire diary again, upside down and backwards, you find that there's a more nefarious message written in some of the context along the side of each page. This guy clearly had the talents and ability, and he admits it, to awaken the walker. But as he learned what could happen, he learned that he had to not awaken the walker. But he admits that by the time he made these realizations, he had become so tired and dim of brain and body that his hands were writing on their own. He was no longer thinking about what he was writing. He was no longer thinking about going back and changing his earlier passages about how someone has to waken the walker. Do you read more? Yeah. Make a wisdom saving throw. Ah, damn. Uh, that's two. Okay. You are suffering an affliction. Okay. Um, after reading the, the, the ending passages of this book, the sight of the walker or any of the terracotta dwarves will make you uneasy. It will make you act out or brash. Mm-hmm. But you no longer trust these beings. You've managed to understand the coded in words of this diary and the last passages that you find tell you that this is not a machine or a being of kindness and protection it is a machine of war and invasion once it establishes a foothold in an area it will continue to expand its influence upon the neighboring region until it is entirely under its control, and only then will it continue to expand until it's destroyed. And as you finish the last words, you realize you're casting a spell, and you incinerate the book in your hands. 
Oh, oh no. Uh. Uh. Quick, cast mend. <laughs> I don't know how to do things like that. It's also a pile of ash. Don't sneeze. It'll go everywhere. So I'm I'm still outside where Karak is doing his things nearby, right? Pretty much the moment that the last of the crumbs of ash fall from your hands, Karak's uh-huh. ritual finishes. Okay. Karak, uh, can you please read for everyone's benefit the effect of this spell once it's finished? Yeah. Let's see. There's a... Where's the eight-hour version? If you cast the spell over eight hours, you enrich the land. All plants within a half-mile radius centered on the point within range become enriched for one year. Plant yields twice the normal amount of food when harvested. Okay. So with that, the entirety of the township blooms. Yeah, did it. Saved the world. <laughs> One square mile at a time. Uh, huh. Are any of the, the dwarves nearby me? Nope. No? Okay. I'm going to hop down and go over to Crack. Uh, Crack, I, I think we messed up. Y- yeah? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think the the walker is a good thing. Hmm. I don't know. That that book got really weird as I kept reading it, and and uh, he's. I don't know. The way he was talking about like he needs to expand the perimeter and things. It's it's making more sense. I don't. I don't think he's really going to protect the town. I think he's Correct. just going to keep notice that, um... spreading. You notice that Nalos has scribbled um, words in a language you don't understand all over his arms. And that most of his fingers have paper cuts on them. Oh, wait, you you understand Orin, don't you? Yes. Then you understand some of it, but it seems like madness. Like, it doesn't seem like words. Uh, did, did, Did you do that? Uh... You're noticing it for the first time right now. I don't know. Maybe? Uh, well, okay. I don't know. You, you were reading a book, weren't you? Yeah. Well, it... So, it kind of burst into flames when I was done? I didn't know I could do that. I didn't think I can do that. I've never made fire before. It's it's very strange. I don't know. It just it was gone. It's like when I threw all those sticks in the fire that one time. <laughs> uh, I I think that book had magic in it, or it activated your magic. Uh, you might be crazy now. You might not be. <laughs> You're like the most reassuring doctor. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're either completely fine or you're totally fucked. Yeah. I 
dying. All you, all you did is read a book, period. Books all the time. Nothing bad happens to me. But also, books can have magic. I mean, Chet said I should read lots of books. Like, yeah. if I wanted to learn anything. So, yeah. so I read one, and now this has happened, and, and I don't know. I, I don't know what we should do. Uh, but I think this is bad. But everybody's really excited that we woke him up. And, and I don't... How do we make him go back to sleep? Like, are we going to piss off the whole town? Probably. I, uh, I don't think we should just go shutting off the thing that they think is a savior. That would probably be bad. Right. Right. Uh, we, we could watch it. See what it does. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that could work. I, mean, I, I might be wrong. Maybe. Maybe it's, it's possible. I mean, Martin seemed like he was going a little crazy as he wrote that, but... Hmm. Well, okay. Uh... <laughs> I'm just gonna, like, cautiously look over my shoulder every now and then to make sure that none of those terracotta dwarves are like sneaking up and listening. No, the only one that you can see in the distance and not exactly near you guys is the walker itself. It has not left the middle of town. It seems to be sort of slowly scanning the perimeter. Uh Should, should we go tell the others? I mean, I said they were going to the bar, though. There's going to be a lot of people there. Uh. uh, uh sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I'm I'm sure you're not crazy. It's 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 probably fine. Just gonna, just gonna pat, pat Mallow's <laughs> on the shoulder. Okay, come on, buddy, let's go. Let's go to the bar. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so you guys make it to the bar, and the rest of the party is in various states of drunk. I only assume. You're right. Uh, yeah. So you guys see Karak and Nalos enter because they're a Triton and an Arakawa in the middle of a not-those-types-of-people town. And Nalos looks shaken. And you can see the scribblings uh, in ink all on his upper, on his uh, forearms and hands. I walk up to Nalos and give him the biggest, fluffiest hug. And ask who hurt you. Uh, well, uh, maybe me. But... Step back. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, this is this is a crowded bar since they've been performing and such, right? Right. Okay. Ah. Uh, 
Oh, oh, the, 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 the sending stone thing. And I'll, mm-hmm. I guess, like hold that and look at Pahokwi and mentally, right? It's just like inside yeah. his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentally tell him, I think we messed up, and and I don't think the walker's a good thing. Uh, but I don't want to upset all these people that are here. So, do you like describe every like reading the book and everything to me? Uh, or do you just tell me I'll that just you have leave to it feel at that like... right now? Okay. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'm going to be like clenching a fist and staring at you for a strangely long minutes, amount of time. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, to 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 tell that experience would be um, mildly distressing for you. Okay. It would be it would be equivalent of someone trying to like cliff notes their tour in Nam. Oh. Okay. Well, uh verbally I say to our party around it hey, does anybody wanna you guys wanna get some air, go for a walk? Somewhere a little less crowded for a few This seems very out of character for Pahokwe, who likes crowds to admire him. Uh, so I am, I'd say I'm at like a six on a one to ten of inebriation. So I'm going to try to be subtle about like getting off my stool and meandering my way over. I'll join them too. There's a, a notable... Aww, when you guys leave. I bow. Well, I bow. I'm the one that's been singing. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll turn and give a big ol' chest-puffing flex. We'll return later. And then I flex in another one. I promise. Okay. <laughs> I think I'd pout uh, 10% off. No. <laughs> Alright, so you guys leave the bar, I assume, and where to from there? Um, do a perception uh-huh. check. Look for somewhere that's not super crowded. I mean, most of the town is not super crowded. Well, that's fair. They all hold themselves up in houses that don't really have doors. Alright. I'll just kind of go somewhere where I don't see any of the, the dwarves. Okay. In the process of that trying to find a place like that, you mm-hmm. guys realize that there is about six feet of stone, like, dry stone wall around the village. Mm. And it's still in the progress of being built. Like six feet high? Yeah. Well, how thick? Um, at least two stone. And each okay. of these stone bricks are like a foot wide. Six feet high, two feet thick. That's a sturdy wall. Correct. And you can see sort of a moat of disturbed dirt to show that uh, these walls go down into the ground 
It's a, it's a wall of someone who's expecting war. I mean, why else would you build a wall? To keep out wild animals? <laughs> So, so you guys remember the book that, that, that we found, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, I read a lot of it, and it was, it was really hard to read. I've, I've read a decent bit of books, but this is rough. Uh, and, like, I don't know. The, the That guy Martin got really weird as he as he kept writing it and he like he decided not to wake the walker while he was down there because he said that he realized that it was something bad like it would just take things over uh i don't know i think he was right i mean i i don't even remember doing all of this to, to my arms. I'll just hold them up and, and look. Um, and then, like, that book just burnt up when, when I was done. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. Hmm. I feel like it's a little bit too late. Nothing's too late if you have a sword. I mean, I know, some of the stuff he was talking you. about, though, like expanding and things like that, it kind of reminds me of like the the Aboleth's plan, where he was just gonna keep mind controlling people and spreading his influence. But I mean, at least he couldn't really come out on land very much. But this, I don't know. Look how quickly they've made this wall. What else can they make? Hmm. If only we had somebody that Mel were here, so we could find something on this uh, watcher. Um, can I do, I mean, maybe it's a little late for this, but, um, can I do a knowledge check on watchers? Have I ever heard of them being bad before? Walker? Walker, sorry. Sure, good. Uh, I assume I'm doing a history. Yeah. All right. Well, I got an eight, so. You might have studied this at some point, but you were never really particularly strong on dwarf lore. So this seems pretty heavily rooted in dwarven lore. So mm-hmm. you might know a colleague who would know about this very well, but you personally don't. Well, I definitely believe Nalos. You know, he's... he. he He's honest to a fault. So. 
Um, so I'm also kind of worried about about this dude. Um, I think it would be worth maybe waiting until the morning to see if he'll sign the contract. But I yeah, don't know. That's that's fair. That's, that's true because if he signs the contract, then it's kind Chet of in Chet's know. hands. Sure, if it's bad, Chet will do something. Yeah, at least give us the okay to smash. We should definitely let Chet know about this. Um, so, say tomorrow, if everything goes well and he signs the um, the pledge, I, I still think we should let Chet know our suspicions about him, um, so Chet can be aware of a potential problem. I agree. That, yeah. Yeah, that works. Makes sense. Maybe maybe if we, like, hold the contract and concentrate real hard, somebody will hear us. No. <laughs> maybe if I go hunting. He'll show up as like an eight-headed deer. Man, if only we had some kind of like system where we could write messages and they could fly that we needed them to get to quickly. Uh, in my brain crystal, I talk to the others that have one and go, or one of these. <laughs> wow. I'm really sad I'm left out of your um, instant messaging. Right? You're not invited to our group chat, sorry. It hurts my feelings, I just want to go on record. To be honest though, if I was in that, if I had one of those secret messagey things, I would probably put it on mute. So I didn't have to hear him in my brain. I don't even know if that's a setting. It's not. <laughs> I snicker in brain thoughts. So what do you all do? I say we wait. I don't know. Like, we haven't recovered from using spells and stuff anyway. But what if his power comes from, like, building the wall? And once it's all built, we can't get out to warn anybody. I mean, they'd have to build a roof to stop correct from getting out and I don't yeah I don't think you can make a roof because they're just like putting stones together right that's I mean it's certainly a concern but then if we stay on the outside of the wall we might not be able to get in I think it's better to be inside the walls <laughs> um I'm not gonna underestimate dwarves and building thing so all right um, can I whistle for Chesapeake and ride along the perimeter to see if there's a door or a gate being built into this wall or if it's just a wall it is it takes like a solid 30 minutes for you to do the whole lap uh huh but it is a solid wall oh jeez uh hmm. all right guys get her out why though 
Uh, that's that's weird, right? You all normally use doors, don't you? Yeah, that's not good. This just turned from a wall into a cage. I mean, like, okay, but also we have, like, ropes and ladders and stuff. Like, it's not ideal. Yeah. Maybe he has, like, magic to get through the stone or something. Uh. I'm not going to stay inside. You're not going to stay inside? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, maybe we should... Mm. Mm. I'm gonna pull out my map. Okay. Because I have the map. Um, and how far away is the capital on the map? Which town is this again? This is how Marvis. Oh, Marvis. Oh, it's on the opposite side. Correct. We're a couple days away. Yeah, you would be at least a day. It would be two days travel to the southern T intersection and then about four days travel across the middle of the forest and then probably a day's travel before so one two like seven days like a full week's travel back to the capital Mm. well have we tried this would be a really great time for one of Chet's uh girls to be around how do you know they're not it's true i want to look around do i see anybody not well, immediately. Hold, on. hold on i know how to get them to show up if they're here oh you have a plan <laughs> well i mean they might just make me shush but i'm gonna look and be like are any of the midnar sisters here the moment you start to say their last name, uh-huh. you get kicked in the side of the head. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. One of them's here. You found him, Nalos. Good job. Nalos is on the ground, unconscious. He has just taken 30 points of damage. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Hey, pro tip. I'm actually, like, definitely unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> Nalos? Oh, no. Yeah, it's almost as if an invisible force struck Nalos across the head. And, like, God just turned his fucking light switch off. Uh, but you can see someone is something is manipulating his body and turning his head on its side so he is able to breathe. Okay. You've been so stabilized. I don't have to make any death saves? <laughs> no, you've been stabilized. Hey, guys. Um... You hear a whistle behind the group. I turn around. And the sister with cyan eyes sort of giggles a little bit and waves you all over. Uh, I'm going to put Nalus over my shoulder and bring him with me. Okay. I want to draw a dick on Nalus's forehead. <laughs> you can't. He's already written there. <laughs> oh. I scribbled a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So you all get to the backside of a building 
uh, and the sister with cyan eyes is standing there and she sort of looks at Nalos and sort of shakes her head and smiles and goes, if he ever starts to say our last name again, we will kill him. Uh, understood. Um, he, he was merely trying to, um, see if you guys were nearby. She uh, nods. We know. We, we heard. In the future, is there a better way to get in contact with you guys without making you mad? She boops you on the nose and goes, exactly what I was about to say. There is a much better way if you need our help than to do the worst thing you could do. I want to boop her back on the nose. Uh, she breaks your wrist. Wow. I'm kidding. She just like slaps it away. Uh, and she produces a small tin dinner bell. And she hands it over to the party and says, ring this for a full minute. And if none of us have come to see you in that time, that's not good. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I guess I'll take it and put it with my, um, like, wrap it in a little piece of cloth and put it next to my uh, horn. Yeah, it looks like something you'd put in the hand of a doll. It's it's di- it's diminutive. Okay. So tiny. Mm-hmm. So, we have some concerns. Unfortunately, the person who knows the most right now is unconscious on my yes well he was reading that book earlier and it seemed to really trouble him I'll uh I'll take Nalos off my shoulder and kind of like set him down on the ground Um, I, I will, um, healing hands, uh, Nalos, I'm going to slap him and be like, wake up, bud, wake up. And he gets healed for, um, seven. All right. Nalos, you're being woken up. You have, let's just say an impressive headache. Oh, did it work? It worked, bud. Don't do it again. We got a bell now. Ah. Oh. Well, that's that's good. So, what what did you guys tell her so far? That we have concerns. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So the cyan-eyed sister has kind of always been the the sort of kindest to you all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but she gives Nalos as he sort of like wake like wipes the uh, induced unconsciousness from his eyes. Her eyes flare orange, and she kind of gives him like a like a puffed up like death glare for a second, and then her color sort of returns. Sorry. 
You do not understand the power of names. Don't use them. Right. Well... So on, I, can I actually read the things that I've written on myself? No. No. Oh. Alright. Well then, I will, I guess, go through explaining what I can to her about what I read. Um, I'm sure there's parts that are really troublesome. So she just sort of hears you all out and tells you, okay, here's my suggestion. Get the big stone guy to sign it. Go back to, go back to the boss. You tell him what I'm going to tell him, which is what you just told me. And if he feels it's a threat, he'll reduce him to a pile of pebbles. Oh, well, that's like my plan. Yeah. We're on the right track this time. She kind of offers a mild giggle. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for your assistance. Can we offer you anything? Food she or beer? No, no, no. Never touch this stuff. But you make sure that your Triton doesn't say what he tried to say again. Even if to tell you what it was he tried to say. Got it? Got it. Okay. No saying names. Okay. Very good. Very good. Before you leave, can you read any of this? And I'll just like hold out one of my Sort of looks over, kind of gives you a puzzled look. And she kind of just says, This looks like madness or like something a kid would try and write. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't really remember writing it at all. So she tells you that that's the situation, and that's what she's, she's going to go give the boss a heads up. Get the stone guy to sign it, and we'll see what the boss man says. Okay, sounds like a plan. All right, so now we play the waiting game. Yeah, what do you all do until sunset or sunrise tomorrow? Uh, at some point, I'd like to sleep. But also, I'm going to have Chesapeake get out of these walls before it gets too tall for her to climb. Unless somebody has something else that needs to be taken care of, 
I'm going to start trying to get her to get over the edge of the six foot wall. Right. It's seven feet now. <sighs> Guys, I, uh, I, I really don't want to stay the night in within the walls. I'm gonna stay inside the walls. Um, some of us could stick together and camp outside the walls, and the rest of us remain inside with the contract and get him to sign it, and then we meet back up. Or he could not sign it if it's gonna be a problem. But either way, uh, if there's somebody outside the walls like Nalos and one of us like Mir Kurak inside, we can still speak to the rest of the It's true. So if there's trouble, we'll all know. Yeah. So splitting the party? Uh, we should make this a unanimous choice if we do that. Hmm. I think it would be better to stay together. Oh. Alright. If you guys think it's best that we all stay in. I mean, we could go out. That's... I mean... I... If we go out, though, and there's no way back in, then we lose the ability to get him to sign the contract. Yeah. And the, the plan kind of hinges on that. All right. Yeah, if, if we go out, then there's not a way to get back in except for me. And I can't carry Hoku in the walls. Okay, okay. I'll stay in. I'm fine with staying in. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, tavern? Yeah. Alright, so you all make our sleep and party your night away in your respective fashions. Mm-hmm. And morning comes, nothing happens in the interim that is particularly noteworthy other than you know, whatever amount of drinking you resign yourself to. There is no such thing as a cost to you all. You're practically heroes of the town. So no one takes your coin. So you're you're fed, you're drank, you're well rested, and everyone's back up to full hit points. And it's the morning. And you can hear drums outside. Interesting. And cellos. Sounds like a party. I want to check it out. Outside, you see that the walker is surrounded by his stone armada. And he begins to resound with an announcement. Uh, You all can hear as you all approach. The perimeter of town has been secured. 
These 15-foot-tall, 3-foot-wide stone walls will protect us from anything ordinary. Should anything extraordinary make its way into the confines of the town, myself and my army will protect you. You are safe, and the next stage of our progress begins today. What's the next stage? Ah, yes. You are all quite important. It is economics. And I believe you had a offer for us to review. Yes, and I have pull out the contract. And it could be beneficial to your plan of economics. What a wonderful time for us to review. Allow me to read. He sort of extends his large stone hand. I do whatever. He reads it over very quickly and goes, This would be fantastic and a magnificent boon to our progress. I will absolutely sign it immediately. Wonderful. Fantastic. Uh, so, Mr. Walkerman, where's, uh, where's the gate? How do we get out of here? Ah, yes. The gates were finished late in the night. We built the walls solid and sound, and then we concaved out gates to the north, the south, the east, and the west. Okay. Huh, great. Well, we've got a lot of stuff to be doing, so I think we should go. Magnificent. I will have this signed, and you can return it to your employer and let him know the good news. I look forward to working with him in the future. Yep. Great. So we'll just get that signed, and then we'll get on the road back to the capital. I'm sure Chet will be ecstatic. You can see him very daintily sign with a, with a very small quill by comparison to his fingers. But it's an immaculate signature in Dwarven. And the moment he hands it back to you all finished, it poofs into ash in the air. And he goes, is that supposed to occur? Yes. Yep. Very good. I expect that contract to follow through. Should it not, there will be war. Chet tends to make good on all of his contracts. So I wouldn't worry. This is the only level of acceptable news. Thank you. So, on the road? Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Let's go. Go get our mounts and go. Alright, do you all have enough goods to travel seven days? I have infinite goods. Uh, yes. No. Yes, I do. Alright. But if on the first day, if Karak makes 40 pounds of food, I can um, the rest of the days. Okay, but doesn't it disappear at the end of the day? It, 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 yeah, it only lasts for 12 hours or something. Well, then I'll stuff my face and do it every couple days. I have like four days of food. I'll be fine. My, well, the point is, if Karak just throws away a first-level spell slot or whatever it is, 
He can just make a day's worth of food for the entire party every day and just, like, throw away that spell slot at any given moment. Yeah. So is that how you guys negate the travel cost? Or you guys could just buy your own food. I mean, like, I have 17 days of rations and still a bunch of those two-day-lasting weird elf food. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. Are you? Because it sounds like you're starving for three days. Did you not buy buy any rations? I'll buy some rations. Leonora? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll buy some more before we go. Wow. Wow. What? How much does it cost? I don't know. So would you take off your character sheet? Nothing yet, because I'm moving through the book. Uh-huh. All right. So seven days seven pass, days pass, rather uneventful. Feed Chesapeake for vitamins each day. Okay. How many days left do you have? Um. Five, I think. Okay. Kayak, I also, assume you read your book. Yeah. Also, I want to split the gold that we were given between us. All right. So everyone gets 11 gold? Yep. All right. And do you discuss the treasures? Oh, yeah. So... While we were at the tavern, uh, regaling our heroic tale, maybe, uh, we were given these as a reward. And first I pull out the, uh, what was it, the uh, spectacles. Hmm. Uh, those are neat. What did I do? Uh, I repeat what we were told that they did. <laughs> I mean, I, I know what we were told that they do. But I repeat the details that we were given. <laughs> yeah, basically, if you are wearing these and you're attuned to them, uh, and, you're look, and you perform an investigation check that relies on your eyesight, you make that check with advantage. Yeah, we thought maybe um, you could make a good use out of this. I probably could. So, you can keep them safe. If you guys want to check exactly how they work, check the Gym of Minute Seeing. It's, I can't remember what noun it is, but it's like the something of minute seeing. I think oh, Jim. Eyes of minute. Yes. Oh. And then the second object? Um, did you give us a second object? Wasn't it the 
the eight horseshoes that make the Oh, the eight horseshoes, yeah. Horseshoe crabs. I was a little confused during that part, because you mentioned the ritual, and I couldn't tell if you were talking about us. Um, so we got these. They do this thing. I regale them with the thing. Basically, if these are, are properly fastened to a horse's hooves, that horse gains 30 more speed. What if we took all of them and made two shoes out of four each and put them on Pahoku? <laughs> so he'd have, like, platform horseshoes? Platform horseshoes, that would be quad effective. You could, like... We could... I could have gold-encrusted hooves. <laughs> We're just going to keep these for now. <laughs> we'll, f we'll figure this out when in the presence of a snow. <laughs> I put them in my bag. <laughs> okay. I am the wind. I am the wind. Jesus. All right. All right. Neat. So you guys arrive to the gates of the capital, mm -hmm. and you're home. What do you do? Well, oh, we didn't find anything with a kite in this hide. Oh. Oh well. Well, you well, did. Did? Uh huh. Uh -huh. The rust monsters. Oh. Uh, nope, we're dumb. Ha! Gotcha, nerds. You didn't remember one of your seven side quests. Fucking got them. DM! I strike again. Yep. My god. Uh, so, you guys want to give Chet a visit first? Yeah, I think yeah. that should be, like, top priority here. <laughs> Don't everybody speak, speak at once. once. <laughs> Just immediately, yeah, 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 go. go. <laughs> okay. So you guys prioritize the palace, I assume, right? No, no one else? Yes. All right. You make your way to the palace, uh, and one of the guards opens the doors to the palace for you and lets you know that Chet is expecting you, and you see him uh, in the war room, to the side of the throne room. The war room table is covered in ancient scrolls, unwrapped, and rolling along the table. Doing some light reading? More than light, my friend. I'm afraid light rating is what you consider. But no, what I am doing is research. Ow. What, what are you researching? Perhaps I should ask you all first. What news do you bring of Hal Marvis? Uh, well... Mission accomplished. Yes, I know. I received the contract. 
Uh, I assume the writing on me is like smudged at this point, but I didn't intend to wash it off in case he could make more sense of it. Okay. Okay. Like, uh, well, Helmarvis agreed to the contract, but they're maybe not gonna be okay. Yes, uh, the, the sister came by and told me of a forward report. I was expecting you all to give me a little more information. Uh, so I'll tell him about what I read. Uh, you know, how I was just following his instructions, found a book to read, and the book was written by a crazy person, and hmm. you know, it burnt up and all that other stuff about how the walker is not a good thing. Well, it's a shame that he's dead because it seems like the man that who write this, who wrote this diary, was somewhat talented in the finer arts. It is a yeah, shame we lost him. He he sounded like it from what I could read. Can we bring him back? Oh, if I desire it enough, I'm sure that I can bring him around. Do it, do it, do it. I don't take orders from you. That's true. I'm sorry. I apologize. Very well. Uh, well, to be fair to you, Nalos, this could be the mere rantings of a madman. And when the sister told me of your uh, tale in an abbreviated fashion, I assumed the same. But, like any good leader, I did some research and I did a little bit of, well, I found some things. Please, join me at the table. Uh-huh. It sort of sprawls out one of the large scrolls in particular. And you can see a sort of anatomical drawing of the walker. But it's different. It's like minorly different details to it. It seems as though the ancient dwarves of the mountain city, during the Great War between them and what we now know as the Rust Dwarves, who live in the Great Desert... During their civil war, they made several of these automatons, creatures that were sent to different parts of the world to create camps for their war effort should it reach other parts of the world, which, well, I was not alive when it happened, but I think we can all agree it is good that things ended peacefully amongst the dwarves. And these creatures, these automatons, uh, what you all have affectionately referred to as a walker, are built with a purpose. And that purpose is to make a fortified location for the dwarf people to survive and thrive in. Hmm. This one seems to be under the impression that it is to grow and defend it, the, its area. But my main lack, well, what I'm mo most happy I found. Do any of you know how long the average dwarf lives? No. Um. A long time. A very solid guess. Hundreds of years. 
Now, the most ancient of dwarves might reach 500, but most dwarves will easily hit 200 years, unless they're killed early in life. Dwarves are an old people. They live very long, they remember just as long, and they are very, well, methodical. The dwarven war that occurred, well, longer than I can remember, was fought over three centuries. And that would sound like the kind of conflict that would rip Yalzar asunder. And if you read it in the textbook, it would tell you it did. And it certainly came close. But there was merely one to two combats or conflicts of note during this war each year. In fact, for the majority of the war, there was arguable peace for multiple years before a conflict would actually occur. These creatures, these automatons, these walkers, have the purpose to create outposts over the course of decades. This one in particular has been tasked with expanding its territory by one meter in all directions every year. So if you heard it talking about expanding its borders, it will be doing so at such a laboriously slow pace, I feel zero intimidation by it. Huh. That's good to hear. Therefore, therefore, I see no problem with this walker continuing about its programming or whatever else it would consider its thoughts to be. In a hundred years, when it's grown a hundred meters in every direction, more than it's already done so, I may consider doing something about it. But if my reign over Felwyn Forest is still successful in a hundred years from now, then I think that I will have much larger issues to deal with. Well, all right. You're the one in charge. So. I'm glad this is, you know, working out. We were concerned at first. As was I, and I appreciate you bringing it to my attention. I would have gladly, uh, well, no. I would have certainly been upset to find out about this years down the road. But to know it up front makes the situation much more easy to handle. So, good work. Well, thanks. Yeah. I assume you'll need a new contract. Guess so. Uh, yes, uh, what, um, we need a new contract and, uh, where would you like us to go? Um, I believe you guys haven't been to Malik Toss or Vin Toss yet. That sounds correct. We didn't go to Vin Toss? Let me, let me check. I feel... Haven't we been to all of the cities on the coast? No. No, we haven't been to Vin Toss. Uh, 
No, I'm pretty sure it's Vintas and Milk Toss are the ones that we haven't done yet. Okay. And the Druid Circles. Right. So which time would you like me to get the contract prepared for? Well... Can you tell us anything about both of those places? Um, in the name of consistency, does anyone remember remember what I said about them before? Nope. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was so long ago. Understandable. Um, if I remember correctly, Vintas... What? I was going to try to scroll back for... Uh... Oh, okay, hold on. It's in uh, the, the Facebook group. You have Vintas labeled as a fringe town and Melktas as a faithful town. Yeah. So you all could go to Melktas, which is a primor primarily uh, elven township. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a bastion on the southeastern coast of the forest. Whereas Vintas is... Near the coast of Medler, near Medler's coast, but it's not, it, it specifically keeps a mile between the coast and its borders hmm. to protect itself from the Medlers for which the coast gets its name from. guys have a preference? Um. I don't have a preference. I don't care. Either Vintas or the Druid Circle. Correct. Do you want to talk to more druids? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Vintas it is. Alrighty. <laughs> Very good. I will have it prepared have it by nightfall. nightfall. Tend to yourselves, and when you hear the bell of bell. nightfall, please return to the please. palace. Okay. Will do. Uh, I would like to leave and find a blacksmith. Find the blacksmith. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you you go to the blacksmith, and yes. he welcomes you, and asks what he can do for you. Well, you see, we just returned from Halmarvis, and. We were rewarded with these, and I show him the uh, golden hoof uh, shoes, the horseshoes, uh, mm -hmm. the word that I couldn't think of. Um, I was wondering if there's any way that you could, like, keep the magical properties that we were told that they have, but maybe, like, 
something to for me to wear. It would be unlikely, I'm afraid. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Now you see, the reason why I say so is that I've worked with similar horseshoes in the past. They're somewhat common amongst the more luxurious cavalrymen in the world. But it seems as though that when the metal of these horseshoes are repurposed into something that does not befit a similarly minor intelligent being the magic doesn't seem to work mm-hmm. yes I would be too intelligent for the use of as I tap my uh... yeah. well thanks anyway uh, is there a horse farrier in town well I, I know that you ride a, a... A, a, a ram, correct? Correct, but the rest of my party has horses as well. Uh, well, uh, well except for well, your Triton friend, friend who steeds oh, yeah. uh, crab, I believe. Oh, I just assumed that Chesapeake would be too intelligent. Unlikely, <laughs> but I'm unsure. Very, very smart crab. Well, I'm smart for a blacksmith. Can you make horseshoes fit a crab? Well, I would have to repurpose them into an almost conical shape, but to fit the ends of each of your crab's legs. But I think it would be possible. That should be a thing, Nala. Neat. She'd be almost as fast as horses, then. Maybe a little faster than a horse. The horseshoes add 30, 30 speed. She would be faster than a horse, then. He goes, well, if you leave your crab with me for a few hours so I can take the measurements, it would probably take a full day to reshape the the, the shoes. Okay. I give him the bag of shoes. He nods and goes, I'll put these to work immediately. Stay here, Chesapeake, okay? Just be cooperative. Don't grab any things you're not supposed to. Uh, should I feed her anything that to keep her happy? I mean, you can kind of feed her anything. She's not really picky. Nalus, don't you have that magic feed? Or was that in a dream? No, that was a dream. Are we I mean, sure? I got her, her special vitamins, but okay. I'm only supposed to have one of those a day. Yeah, she'll eat whatever. Rotten food, fruit, not rotten food. Well, we will try and keep the amount of food we feed your great steed rotten to a minimum. Okay. Very good. Well, you should be able to pick her up in just an hour or two, but uh, the shoes will need work till the morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. What about the rest of you? What do you do? Great. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. important. All right. All right. 
Well, um, I'm gonna go restock on stuff then in the market. Okay. I say probably buy more rations. Maybe see if Chet looks like he's busy. He's got all those things. So probably see if the sisters have any neat books to read. Oh, and I'll probably wash all the zinc off of me too. Okay. Um, so yeah, you're not able to find the sisters, okay. uh, but you do wash yourself and I imagine anyone else who wants to sort of treat themselves to the facilities of the palace, they're always available to you all. I do that after I buy ration. Yeah, for sure. But as you all sort of come into evening, uh, and make your ways to your own rooms, you see that there is a fine tailored shirt for each of you or like a tunic of sorts. Hmm. It's supremely comfy. I immediately put it on. Okay. I wear that shit. (laughs) Yeah, quite the much larger amount of square uh, footage of fabric for yours, Pahukui, but it, it is a full tunic that fits on you very well. Lovely. I bet I look great. Dare say dashing. My god. And the the colors are the same of the royal colors of Felwind. What color is that? I don't remember what I said it was early in the campaign. Okay. So let's say like something somewhat stereotypical, like like a like a soft gold and like a deep uh earthy green, like olive drab. Probably looks pretty nice with my silver skin. Probably. I want to <laughs> try mine on as well. It, it's fantastically comfortable. Um, if it was cold outside, it feels nice and warm. If it's hot outside, it breathes beautifully. Wow. These are magical tunics, and they will help deter you from the effects of minor heat and minor cold. And as such, you all will take one less cold or fire damage. All right. And they look good too, right? Yes, yes, of course. Excellent. So it comes to dusk and the bell and the palace begins to ring. We should probably get there. Alright. Yeah. So, you guys get to the palace proper pretty quickly from your barracks, and uh, you can see Chet smile the only way that a skeleton can as you enter the throne room. He goes, ah, I see you all found the tunics that were made for you all. Yeah. I assume they fit well. They were personally tailored for each of you. How did they know our measurements? He gives they you a look. Wonderfully. Yeah. Yeah. What? Go ahead, Val. Oh, I was responding to Chet. Yeah. He said, I hope they fit well. 
Ah, yes, sorry. Uh, how they got them? How they got their me- your measurements? Yeah. He uh, points to you all and sort of like draws an outline of a body, and says, "Well, you all leave imprints in your mattresses to start, but also magic." That's fair. I mean, none of you questioned why we had clothes that fit really nicely like when we first got here. Now you all are worried about a magic tunic that we were just given. He's right, you know. It's so soft, I'm not going to worry about it. I have prepared the contract for you, for Ventas. I suspect it will not be terribly troublesome for you all to get this signed in Vintas, but I also do know that Vintas has sort of thrived on being quite self-sufficient. So you may receive some pushback, but I don't expect it to be terribly tough. Okie doke. Sounds reasonable. Oh, and during your trot off to Vintas, I will be unable to assist you immediately with any issues you should have. I am going to actually contribute the last bit of your effort myself. I will be traveling to Melektas in two days. Oh. Okay. Will, we still have access to the sisters. We recently learned how to uh, get in touch with them quickly if we need to. Yes, fantastic, and I, I'm sure that at least one sister will be at your beck and call during the process, although the other three will most likely be protecting me should I require it. Okay. All right. Well, I suppose that uh, come the morning when Chesapeake's uh, work is done, we'll be on the road. Mm-hmm. Very good. Safe travels to you all. And again, I will attempt to help you if I can and you require it, but I will very likely not be available to you. All right. We'll keep that in mind. Only try if it's in a dire need. Well, as it always should be, but again, safe travels and best of luck to you. And to you. And with that, he sort of dismisses you all. You guys go back to the barracks. There's fresh dinner made for you all in the common room. And it's overall a very pleasant night. To end tonight's session, you guys wake up in the morning. You guys go and pick up the horseshoe, the the crab horseshoes. (laughs) Yep. And they are seriously just kind of like a series of perfectly fitting cones to that cap the end of Chesapeake's different feet. That has to be such a wonderfully unpleasant sound as we will walk along cobblestones. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be so creepy. Yeah, it's just like a... Click, 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 click. We're going to have flashbacks to that drow city with all the spiders. Right. That was such a nice place, except for the whole kidnapping necro part. Right. <laughs> uh, we reminisce about that over the night before this. Naturally. <laughs> of course. 
So you guys are about to leave the palace grounds for, or yeah, the, the, the capital grounds the next midday. Um, mm-hmm. It's about a seven day travel back out towards Vintas. It's one of the farthest towns from the capital. Cool. Do you all have any last minute preparations? Um. All right. Well, with that, we're yeah. going to go ahead and cut off for the, for the session. Um, Go ahead and use the player's handbooks as a general store because you guys are technically still in the capital city for the week. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything that you want to buy, just you know, be honorable and deduct the money from your purse. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, I say we'll see you next week. I've been your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. We had our entire party starting with our fighter. Hey, everyone. This has been Nick Asnalos. Thank you for listening. Our bard. Hey, guys. This is Lauren. Thanks for tuning in. Our Barbarian. Hey guys, it's Pohokwe. See you next week. Our Rogue. Hey guys, this is Elise. Bye. And our Druid. This is correct. Goodbye. Bye.